Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. It is Friday here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Joe Beamer with you, as we are every Friday. Hope everyone enjoyed the warmer days of the week because, as you know, it's going to get cold. There's going to be snow. Most likely, there will be a Joe Beamer Instagram story with a Christmas song showing snow. I'm just, I'm just warning people, just warning people right now, and uh, glad that you've decided to warm up a little here on the Joe Beamer Friday show to start the kickoff to your weekend. Exciting stuff yesterday, exciting stuff last night. The Buffalo Bills and the entire NFL released the schedule, and you know, kudos to the NFL, because let's look at reality. Most likely, their schedule is somewhat going to be affected be it training camp, be it the preseason, uh, maybe even a few regular season games. But they're still giving us the draft. They gave us the schedule release with a three-hour schedule release show. They are keeping us entertained during some very, very difficult times. So I, I, a lot of people are criticizing them for that. I say kudos to that. Also, this morning, I have decided that I have picked my Korean baseball organization team. Yes, the KBO on ESPN2 every morning. So while I'm sitting here producing Susan Rose and Brian Mazarowski's show, I have the KBO on the TV. And the Samsung Lions started the season 0-3. They had a 138 batting average. They had a 5-0 lead today. Their bullpen almost blew it. But they, they, they hung on. They won their first game of the season. The Samsung Lions are my team. Because that sounds just like my baseball team. Starting off slow. The bullpen loading the bases. But finding someone to get them out of that jam in the eighth. And somehow winning the game. That is my team. So I have a KBO team now to root on every morning. 
until Major League Baseball comes back. So I'm excited to announce that. It's on record. The Samsung Lions, you can just put them down as Joe Beamer's team. Okay? So when they do well, you guys can text me about that. And when they don't do well, well, hey, we'll, uh, we'll, have, to have, um, we'll have to talk about that as well. Mother's Day weekend. I know everyone is trying to put some kind of plan together to celebrate mom. Again, even at these weird and unusual times, uh, Zoom meetings, which have been the answer so far to everything. You've had the Zoom happy hour. Uh, Alan Harris this weekend is going to a Zoom bar mitzvah, and I'm sure he will talk about it on Sunday. You've got Zoom family gatherings, family reunions, families that have discovered Zoom that might not have talked to each other for years. And now, hey, we have this Zoom thing. Not only can we catch up, we can see each other. We can say, hey, this is a dog I've had for three years that you knew nothing about. So you've got Zoom Mother's Day get-togethers now. Uh, That's what my family is doing. Everyone at 5 o'clock on Sunday going to Zoom meeting everyone in the family. Say happy Mother's Day, all of that. Maybe a drive-by. Hey, happy Mother's Day. Here is... Mother's Day brunch all ready for you. You just got to take it out of the takeout containers. And in the 11 o'clock hour, you know, I always try to have a lighter topic at 11. So we're going to stick to our topic at 11. But on the text board, if you are a place that is offering a Mother's Day brunch to go or something like that and want to get the word out, 3930, we will definitely be passing that along to you. Because as we said from day one, It's important to be there for you. It's also, if we can, if you are able to, it's very important to support local business because it's a very difficult time for them as well. And one last thing, I'm going to give you breakup tips throughout the show today. Yes, 10 ways to get through a breakup during quarantine. Now, just so there's no questions, I am not going through a breakup, but I'm here for you. And I'm sure there is one person, at least, in my listening audience today that is going through a breakup. So, throughout the show, I am going to give you tips to get through your breakup. And you know what? During, before we go to this break, I'm going to give you two. Now, this is from Thrive Global. Number one, check in on your ex once, okay? So, you broke up. It's quarantine. Check in on your ex. Make sure they're okay. Then the very next step, cut off contact with your ex. Very quick. So call them. Hey, is everything okay? Are you doing well? Yeah, I, I know it ended suddenly, but you know, it's what, it's what was necessary. Uh, I hope you and your family are okay during, uh, during the quarantine. You know, my thoughts and prayers are with you. And then when you press hang up, delete all communication with them. Those are the first two tips of how to get through a breakup during quarantine. I will give you more throughout the show. But coming up next, Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul joins me, and we will ask her about reopening. We will ask her about education and others. So stay tuned. It's Joe Beamer. It's Friday. A pleasure to be with you here on WBEN. You got to love the text board. It's been um, actually pretty positive so far in the first 20 minutes of the show. Uh, The first text, Joe, I always love your bumper music. All right, I'll take that. Uh, Second one, broke up with my boyfriend a month ago. All right, see, so there's someone that will definitely be taking these tips uh, as we throw them out. T number, or uh, I'm sorry, text number two. 
Good morning, Joe. I love you. But every Friday, I tune into a different radio station when you're on. Your Friday show is like listening to Teen Beat magazine highlights. You need to be more in tune with your audience. Sorry. Am, am I really like Teen Beat magazine? Let's see. What did I mention in the, in the monologue this morning? We talked about the bill schedule. I don't think that's uh, too teeny bopper. We talked about going through a breakup. And we talked about if there will be. Oh, no. We talked about snow and putting snow and Christmas music together on an Instagram story. I don't think that's too Teen Beat magazine. That's just highlighting what's going on. We had a bill schedule. People are breaking up. And we're going to have snow. And now, I'm sure this isn't out of Teen Beat magazine. I have the Lieutenant Governor of New York on. So, how about that? Good morning, Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul. Good morning. Thank you for having me on your show. And Kathy, thank you so much for joining us. First, it's been about two weeks since I talked to you. Uh, How are you? How is uh, everything during the coronavirus uh, crisis? Well, we are doing well, uh, personally in good health, and I just want to say to all the listeners, I want to thank everyone for doing an extraordinary job adhering to the social distancing because they've been out with their masks and staying away from each other, um, nothing less than six feet apart. We're really making a difference, Joe, and I want to thank you. People don't get enough credit for listening to us. We've asked them to undertake extraordinary sacrifices and I just want to say thanks. Any chance I can to show our appreciation from the governor myself for people for helping us turn this crisis around. This could have gone on for months and months and months, and we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel, which we've all been waiting to see. All right. Now, speaking of that light at the end of the tunnel, as you know, the bill schedule came out yesterday. You were on Channel 2 yesterday and were asked if there will be fans inside New York, uh, inside New York Stadium, inside New Era Field. You said that's to be determined. Now, I'm just asking an educated guess. If you had to say right now, would you say at some point in the year 2020, fans will be at New Era Field? Oh, there's nothing I'd love to say more than that, Joe, because I am a huge Bills fan. In fact, I was just given a Buffalo Bills mask to wear, which I look forward to sporting today. But that being said, I don't know what the virus is going to do there are patterns that are showing that it could come back in the fall. And so as much as I want it to happen and we're on a path to try and drive our numbers down and make sure that we can make venues safe for people. And I've been talking to the bills organization regularly about this and what has to occur, but I don't have the confidence to say that I know right now what this deadly virus will do. If it comes back again in the fall, uh, that can be dangerous. If it doesn't come back and, circumstances look a lot better you know it's it is just uh it's actually almost an uneducated guess right now it's more emotional it's more just desire that we want to see this happen but uh, i just i'm not in a position to be able to give any certainty on that because none of us really know and also speaking of the reopening you know we saw these phases from the federal government phase one phase two and phase three it seems like the state phases are a little different so we had a restaurant on about an hour ago And he mentioned that he was a little uncertain on where restaurants and establishments like that fit in to the reopening process. Uh, What's your answer for him? Our answer is that we are following federal guidelines that they established from the Center for Disease Control, and that's to have 
uh, two weeks in between the different phases of opening. First one, if we can meet the metrics for next week, Joe, and we're trying really hard to do that, that's what my mission has been, that we will be having construction, manufacturing, and then a two-week pause, and then get into other professional services. Restaurants and venues like that come further down the road, but I'm going to encourage the restaurants to start getting ready. We don't know that there won't be a dramatic change in the number of cases if we can keep driving them down. And I think restaurants should look at creative ways to use parking lots and outdoor venues and places they may not have used before and, and ramp up their promotions of their delivery services and takeout so they can hang on during this period. But we are so anxious to get them reopened again, but they will have to physically change their interior. They, they need to have this social distancing. They'll need to make sure that there's constant disinfecting. They'll have to have a plan that has to be submitted. And I want to encourage the businesses to start writing that plan. I was on a call with the, net, the statewide restaurant association, and they have very high standards, which will be in place. And that's really important because if you can open up tomorrow, but if the public doesn't feel confident that the wait staff won't infect them or that some other customer could, they're not going to come out. So we are all in this we all have the same objective. The government, the business community, and, and the residents all have the common goal of making sure that these venues are extremely safe. So people should start getting ready. We will have an opportunity to reopen. Just the timing is uncertain at this point in early May. Now, you are in charge of looking at the Western New York region for reopening. Are you keeping an eye on comparable regions in states like Florida, Texas, and Georgia who have already begun that reopening process? Well, we're watching them to see if their numbers start spiking up. We saw that in earlier countries, some of the countries like Singapore were anxious to get back going again and some of the other cities internationally, they are starting to see increases in numbers because people are thinking, well, it's all over now. We can go back to normal. They're not following the social distancing. They're not wearing the masks. And that's an expectation that when the reopening starts, and again, I want to reiterate, nobody wants this reopening to happen more than I do and the governor. We, we are really... Uh, desperate to get this open, but we will not compromise public health. And so what they're doing in other states, they may have different standards, but we're watching to see whether or not they're starting to have an increase in cases as well as we've seen in places where beaches were open and people just were flagrantly ignoring the, the regulations that were in place, and now they're starting to see more cases. So that's just common sense. We're going to be very smart about it, and there are people who want us to make sure that we get it right. They don't want us to jump in just because we're anxious to, and everyone is, and compromise public health that we've been fighting so hard to protect for the last few months. Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul joining me here on WBEN. Lieutenant Governor, there was some confusion about what exactly landscapers can do. Now, yesterday, the county executive tweeted that they are allowed to spread mulch. What is a clarification on what exactly, as the weather gets nice, landscapers are allowed to do? You know, the, the official regulation is right now that they can they can work on uh, maintenance and important, you know, it's, it's, it's not clear that it says mulch, but I think we'll get that clarification today uh, to make sure everybody knows what they're doing is, is, is appropriate. I just want to make sure that uh, no one steps in the wrong place here, that they, they are following the guidelines. But it is basically for, you know, proper maintenance to, and also for pest control. So that's, that's the regulation as it's written right now. That the, written cha- the written change has not occurred at this time. 
looking at um, wearing masks, you know, and I've been to the grocery store, I've been to Target, and I think people here in Western New York are following those guidelines perfectly. Uh, But Lieutenant Governor, we see Governor Cuomo and President Trump at their briefings not wearing a mask. Do you think that sends the wrong message? Should they be wearing a mask when they're in the public eye? Oh, of course. And they do. I mean, Governor Cuomo, you can, you, I was with him when he was in Buffalo. We all had on our masks when we were gathered behind the, the stage. And then when we walked out, you could see us taking them off. Uh, we just put it down so we can speak with clarity. And also you see that the spacing with the governor and his staff is six feet apart. And I just saw him yesterday in his news conference in Westchester and Everybody came out on the team, you know, peeling off their masks as they sat down. They're putting them on as they left. So you have to lead by example. And I can't speak for what the president's doing, but when you see Governor Cuomo in, in public, uh, know that the second you don't see him, he's putting on his mask when he's around other people. Yeah, I have to say it, it, it's uh, weird to see when they pan out from the uh, press conference and see the chairs so staggeredly placed around the room. You know, you're used to seeing these, uh, the media crammed in there, and now they're so spaced out. It's, it's one of those dynamics that changed the media. We want to make sure that we still have accessibility, and I don't think any other state has had a state administration that's been as transparent as we have been, where the governor goes out literally every day, takes questions seven days a week from the, from the media, and I've been doing this same. I've actually done probably... 165 interviews across upstate and focused particularly in Western New York here to let people know what we know in real time. There's no reason not to be sharing what we know and letting them know the situation with respect to the health numbers, the number of infections, but also what we want the public to do to help us get through this. And that's why I I can't tell you how proud I am of, of New Yorkers, particularly Western New Yorkers, for listening to us and adhering to this. And I know no one wants to wear a mask. Uh, I'm out there riding my bike. I have my mask on. And uh, I, I just, you know, you think, oh, really, do I need this? But I thought, what if I fall off my bike and someone has to come help me? And uh, I expose somebody. So even then, you, I just really want to make sure that we're going to look back at this time, Joe, and say, remember that crazy time in 2020 when everybody had to wear a mask? But you know what? There'll be a lot more people to talk about it because this is how we're going to save lives. And that's how important this is. I want to talk about uh, education for just a second. You know, schools are taking a hit. We've seen uh, the budget deficits. Is the state doing anything to try to get money to these districts so they don't have to face a major layoff come 2021? Yes, we are. We are, we are literally begging the federal government to help us during this emergency situation. We have had extraordinary costs associated with combating this in the billions but we've also seen our revenues drop by about 13 to 15 billion just in the last couple of months. That's money that we would have had from sales tax or even think about collecting throughway tolls. There's nobody on the throughway, so business is down 90% there. So there's no revenue coming in state revenue that we ordinarily would be allocating to all the police officers and healthcare workers and our teachers and the schools. This is what we're talking about funding. These are not just giving it to the state for us to know, just to sit on. This was money that would be going out into the community. So the governor went to the White House, has made this case with President Trump, has asked Mitch McConnell in the Senate to please help us out. Only a few states have been hit as hard, like New Jersey and Connecticut and and New York State. And if you can help us out and let us bring back our economy and support school districts that are so desperately in need of this money, we will all be part of a, a national recovery. This isn't just to help New York. 
this helps the whole nation get back on its feet. And so we're not giving up hope that we'll get that assistance. And anybody who has any influence in Washington, uh, start calling people now and and sending out the the SOS flight. We really do need a lot of help. Now, this is something that got some news yesterday. You know, we've had some great Americans volunteer their time, uh, time away from their family to come to New York, at what, what has been a hot spot for coronavirus. Uh, don't, you know, volunteer their time, again, put themselves at risk. And now we're learning that New York State is charging income taxes to those volunteers. Do you think that's a good look? And is there a move to maybe not charge them that income tax? That is being looked at right now. Yes, it is. It is uh, certainly under consideration. And these people did an incredible job of sacrificing their own safety, their own security. I mean, they all could have stayed in their home states, and they came here, and, and we are grateful for that. So that is something that's being looked at for sure. All right, and one last question. Last night, Governor Andrew Cuomo said that he would like Robert De Niro to play him in the pandemic movie. Who would you like to play you? Um, Julia Roberts. <laughs> why, why not go big, right? Good on the spot answer, Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. All right, I can dream, right? Thanks. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you. That is Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul here on the Joe Beamer Friday Show, and we always thank her for joining us. The weekend is two and a half hours away. Uh, when we come back, we will set up the topic. It is Joe Beamer. It is Friday here on News Radio 930. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. WBEN. Welcome back. The Friday show here on News Radio 930. WBEN. If you missed any of my interview with Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul, you can find that on WBEN.com. But you know what? Maybe when Governor Cuomo starts talking, you go and listen to my interview with the Lieutenant Governor. I don't know. It's just an idea. Just an idea. All right. As I said throughout the show, I will give you tips for getting through a breakup during the coronavirus quarantine. And we had one texter who said, They broke up last month, right in the middle of quarantine. You know, it's funny. We're talking about Mother's Day and, you know, uh, Zoom meetings with mom and maybe a drive-by hello to mom and and all of that. 
But just how popular these video conferencing uh, platforms have gotten. I mean, they've been there, but now businesses are realizing, well, we can do a PowerPoint over Zoom meeting. We can do this, what used to be a huge corporate meeting in one of those big corporate meeting rooms. We can do that in our pajamas and still have all the visuals there. Uh, also, FaceTime. People didn't realize that on their phones, they have this thing called FaceTime, and they could have a face-to-face -face meeting with, uh, with someone they haven't seen in a while. You know, like, hey, you know, quarantine, you weren't able to see the birth of our uh, child. Well, here, we're in the hospital. Uh, I'm on the FaceTime. You know, so it, it, we're discovering a lot of cool things. You know, Sandy's talked about discovering Instacart. Uh, and now restaurants and customers are discovering Uber Eats and DoorDash and Grubhub and all these ways to A, spot, support that local business, but B, to also have that night out still. Even though it's right in your kitchen, it'll have the food of a night out. Now, what are we talking about today? Well, we talked reopening with Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul. I would like to continue that discussion with you. What does reopening look like to you? What are your concerns with reopening? As you look around the country into the states that have started the process, what is your main concern getting into a reopening? Do you see yourself at New Era Field this season? Are fans at Bills games going to be a thing? And then, yes, uh, I'm going to steal this one from Sandy. What are you doing this Mother's Day to still celebrate mom, but in a social distance way? 803-0930, star 930. And on the text board, are you a local business that is offering either a Mother's Day brunch to go or something involved with Mother's Day? You want to get the word out? As always, we're here for you. 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone. Text me 3930. That information will get to you. I will pass that along, I promise. Now, we've heard of all these all these uh, reopenings. We've heard of beaches opening and then beaches having to close because people are not following the reopening procedures. We've heard from Terry in Texas. And Terry, if you're listening... Hopefully, you can call in before noon and give us an update on the reopen in Texas. But we are starting to see states get back to normal, right? They're letting people get their hair cut. And let me tell you, I thought growing my hair out was going to be good. I thought it was going to look just like senior Joe Beamer's nice long hair. All I have to do is wear a hat and it will sculpt it to look beautiful. Yes, I did say beautiful. Uh but guess what? It's not working. The hair is not growing in as it did 13, 14 years ago. Um, so I can't wait to get my hair cut. And I know a lot of people out there, they want their manicures. They want their pedicures. They need their nail spot, their nail salon to open. So in your idea of reopening, what responsibly opens first? What can fit into that phase one that you're either concern the state's not going to put in phase one or the federal government left out of phase one. You know, for me, uh, the lieutenant governor said, you know, down the road for restaurants and events. Well, if we look back to Friday, the Friday before all of this happened, right, 
when coronavirus was right here in Western New York, we just didn't know it yet. Restaurants were open at that 50% um, capacity. And I think I speak for most of us. I feel safe going to a restaurant with the wait staff wearing um, a mask and tables being one table apart. So on that last Friday, I'll be honest, I went to an establishment and I went to two. One place was safely practicing those social distancing slash 50% capacity. The other place was not. And if we reopened tomorrow, which we won't, but if we reopened tomorrow and that establishment reopened and you had a table between you and the next group of people, would you feel safe going to a restaurant, sitting down, having your adult beverage, having your meal? Or would you be one of the last people to maybe go to a restaurant? What's the one thing you're probably going to avoid until, until really things are picking up? And we've gone through that two weeks. Because here's where I am. You know, obviously I've taken this very seriously and I still think it's a huge deal. There is still a lack of testing in certain parts of the state and there's still coronavirus being spread and all it takes is one person to set this thing off again and get the spike to go right back to where it was. But I'm going to keep my eyes on states like Texas, like Ohio, like Georgia. I'm going to see how their reopening is going. And if you don't see a drastic spike, now remember, in Texas, you are seeing somewhat of a spike, but there's two things you have to look at. They just increased their text, uh, their testing, and it hasn't been two weeks since they reopened. So these numbers really aren't attributed to that reopening. In two weeks, I would like to see those states, where they are when it comes to coronavirus, and then I'll be able to answer my own question about restaurants. But right now at 50% capacity, I'm going to say that I think those states are going to do all right reopening. You're going to see a spike, but I don't think a drastic spike if people are responsible. And like I said, early on, I would be fine going to a local establishment uh, that is 50% capacity and safely practicing wearing a mask for the uh, for the employees and keeping people at a safe distance. It won't be like what we're used to, right? You're probably not going to be able to go play darts or go play pool right away, but it's something. It's some form of getting out of the house. I'd like to know what you think. 803-0930, star 930. We're back after this. Asking you a few questions this morning. How are you celebrating Mother's Day in this social distance world? And what does reopening look like to you? What are your concerns with reopening? And how soon would you go back to local establishments like restaurants and bars and hair salons and nail spas? What order would you put those things in? 803 0930, star 930. Let's start in Buffalo and talk to Rick. Rick, good morning. Good morning, Joe. How are you? Doing well, Rick. What do you got for us this morning? So I'm in the wedding industry, and that would put me in phase four. The federal government was a three phase opening. New York State is now a four. So, on clarification of what Lieutenant Hochul said, 
two weeks that you open a phase one, and then there's a two-week pause in between opening the next. Is that what you got out of that? From what I hear, yeah, it's a, it's, it's the two weeks are still there, but like you said, there is a fourth phase now. Right, but so there's so if you open June first, June first through the fifteenth is phase one. June fifteenth through the twenty-nine is a pause before you can open without any numbers going up or a hiccup or a spike before you can enter phase two. Or is that two week of that phase counted as that 14 days? She said a two week pause. I think the pause is included in the two weeks, but you know what, Rick, I will get clarification during the break for you. Cause that would put us, if we were allowed to open June 1st, if, that would put the beginning of phase four, August, late August, the 24th, without a hiccup. So that's putting basically back to life normalcy at September. That's taking summer weddings completely out of the picture. Yes, sir. Now, Rick, let me ask you this. Are you concerned that even if we get to phase four, there are going to be people who are going to be slow to want to put together an event like a wedding? Sure. So you're going, in my eyes, Joe, you're going to have you're still going to protect your older people, so maybe grandmas and grandpas aren't going to come. You will have the people who are still shaken by this, and they won't come. And then you are going to have people who are just ready for a party and get out of the house. So, yes, attendance will affect this greatly overall. Now, Rick, I know we asked you this last time. Uh, any changes to what you're doing here during uh, coronavirus quarantine to uh, stay busy? Uh, not really. I'm just uh, moving all the weddings. So it's basically on the phone every day with everybody moving everybody's events. So as far as the business, no. As far as the back end of it, it's very busy. All right, Rick. Well, as we start getting to those phases, uh, please keep on chiming in and giving us an update. All right. I will. And if you find anything different on that for me, post it on your Facebook or something so I can read it. Please. I'm going to post it on Facebook, but I'm also going to use the break here with Rush to get that info. If I can, I'll relay it at 10 o'clock. I appreciate it, Joe. Have a great day, sir. Thank you. You too. That's Rick in Buffalo. I'm hoping for Rick's sake and as someone who likes to party um, that those phases are phase one, two weeks, phase two, two weeks. And I think now I might have heard this wrong, that the governor said a few weeks ago or maybe last week that there could be a day where there is a quick spike, but it just can't sustain at the spike level, right? So you could be seven days in and say on day eight, there's a little spike up. But if it keeps on going down after that, I think it's still the two weeks. I don't think you have to reset at just one spike. I could be wrong. Again, I'm going to look for clarification during the break. Uh, but for Rick's sake and for everyone out there, you know, I mean, this has really hit every industry hard. You know, we, we get the text, you don't understand, you're still working, you still get a paycheck. No, it's hit us hard, okay? There are people here who aren't working, uh, have been furloughed. There are people here who are working from home. And there are people here that we might, that might not come back to work. So don't, every industry has gotten hit hard, okay? We're all, I hate to repeat what everyone's saying, we're all in this together. 803-0930, start 930. It's Joe Beamer, it's Friday. Let's go see what Mr. Rush Limbaugh is talking about here on WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.